Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south, but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit deeper because I got thick skin. Welcome back. After the Snap Podcast, I'm Blake Ferguson here with the new highest paid snapper in all of football, Reed Ferguson. What's going on, bro? Congratulations. Wow, thank you. That is quite the uh, quite the introduction and definitely dun, unexpected. Dun, dun, dun. Definitely Dude, unexpected. Huge week for the Ferguson family, specifically the Ferguson fam up in Buffalo. Man, I'm happy for you. Super, super excited. Yeah, great couple of days. It kind of it came to fruition pretty quickly, which was uh, which was pretty nice. And it was uh, a little unexpected. I was due to be an upcoming free agent after this uh, after this coming season, the 2021 season, uh, and you know, fortunate to get an extension done where I'm staying. Uh, fortunately staying in Buffalo for, um, including this year, the next four years. So, uh, that'll put me, yeah, yes. Very great news. Um, super excited, uh, for sure. And, uh, kind of solidifying our specialist room, uh, for the time being, you know, Matt and Tyler were both, uh, very happy to hear the news as well. Um. But yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. It was like you said, it was exciting, an exciting couple of days at the tail end of last week, and uh, yeah, we're we're excited to be here for a couple more years. I think at you know, tor- I think the last year of the contract will take me through year nine, which is crazy to think. But you know what else this solidifies? What three more years of AFC East Ferguson rivalry? That's exactly and right. I think I think that's what everybody is most excited for more so than solidifying the bills specialist room. It just means that you and I are going to see each other a lot more, which is a good and bad thing. That will be, um, so because you were drafted, uh, in the sixth round last year, do you, I don't, I don't know this, but does your contract have a fifth year option? No. Or is it's that only for, the, I think that's only for like first and second I, round picks. I believe it's only first round picks. I could be wrong okay. on the second round, but uh, I believe it's just the first round so picks. You're, I, my my so contract current, takes me through 2023. Okay, so your current deal is four years. So 2021, 20, 23. Correct. So at the moment, we've got six more Ferguson Bowls locked up. Yes. Not including yes. potential playoff matchups, Which so that's sick. six more times we can do a jersey swap. Ooh. Six more times, at least six more times wow. uh, Dude, that mom you, can wear her split jersey. Are you paying for this jersey swap? You better be. You better be uh, helping mom. Yeah, you better be helping out mom because uh, she's got to redo her her split jersey now. She's got to. She's got to get a new yes. half of the jersey. Yes. Yes, and she but, actually asked for a size bigger of the jersey because when they make the the split jersey, they have to like 
take out some of the fabric. So it makes it like a size smaller, which I thought was kind of funny, but it makes sense. Um, yeah, but yes, I, I will be providing her with a new Jersey. Do you have any plans to celebrate? What do I mean? Did you, did you do any burgers? Did you do? Yeah. Surely you grilled. Surely you grilled. It was of course Memorial I did. Weekend. Of course I did. Um, on Saturday or excuse me, uh, Monday on Memorial day, uh, we, well, we, I signed on Friday morning. Uh, I think that was when it was announced Friday around lunchtime. Um, we didn't, uh, we didn't do anything, uh, Friday on Monday. We did a, uh, crab boil. Erica did, uh, a delicious crab boil. And, uh, I did some, some of, uh, some of our in-house famous, uh, barbecue bacon chicken. So Ooh. it was, uh, it was phenomenal, delicious, um, a good meal to enjoy on a day, um, on Memorial Day where uh, we are remembering so many uh, of our fallen soldiers and so many that have given uh, so much for our, our great country. So, um, yeah, we, we mm-hmm. celebrated a little bit over the weekend and then had and shared shared a good meal with uh, with Matt and Tyler uh, on Monday night. So uh, it was Love good. It. it was good. Just to land this plane a little bit, you guys are solidifying the specialist room in Buffalo. Tyler is under contract for the next three years. Matt is under contract for the next three years. And you are now under contract for the next four years. So Correct. that provides a good bit of stability in that third of the game for the Buffalo Bills. You know, since, you know, kind of, like you said, not to, land, mention, to, land not to mention your special teams coach just re-upping his contract as well. Yes, he did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it certainly is nice to uh, to get some to get a good stable base. You know, Tyler and I were obviously here last year. Heath and uh, Heath has been here for two years. Smiley or going on three. Uh, his assistant uh, coach Smiley has been here. Uh, for one year less than I have, so he's going on five years, uh, and then Matt is coming in on you know a multi-year contract. So uh, I think I think they've they've been wanting to uh, lock up our room for uh, you know for a while. So I think I think we're gonna have we're gonna have a good year. We're gonna have um, a, hopefully a couple of good years with uh, with our room how how it's currently set up. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been good so far. OTAs are going well. Uh, we're vibing, uh, the three, the three amigos are vibing. The three amigos are vibing. So, uh, yeah, it's all going well. We're excited Four more years. And speaking of specialists, you know, who loves specialists, Pat McAfee hashtag for the brand, Pat freaking McAfee, who has one of the best podcasts in all of sports. And you know who's featured on that podcast this week? First source, the NFL's new highest paid long snapper. Let's go, Reed. Hey, that Ferguson family is up-down quarterbacks perfection. They are very talented. Uh, Blake is at Miami. He was at uh, LSU, won a national championship down there. That is a position you have no idea exists until they f*** up. If you don't f*** up, you're around a long time. You make a lot of money. What a feature. Shout out to Pat. You guys are the best. We love your show, and we hope that you hear this because we would love to have you on our show at some point. 
Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Pat, for the shout out. Super appreciative of that. I know he's uh, he's got a great thing going on over there. Blue Wire loves the specialists. We are super excited to announce that we are now part of the Blue Wire network of podcasts. And woohoo! That was our uh, peanut gallery. We're super excited to announce that we have joined with Blue Wire to um, just help promote our podcast as well as grow our fan base and listener base because we love what they do and they also love what we do. So we're super excited to be with them and looking forward to growing along with them. Yeah, we'll be posting a bunch uh, of, of our content, obviously, with uh, and, and tagging Blue Wire on socials. So uh, if you are listening to this, uh, please follow Blue Wire uh, and, and, and check them out. They have, uh, I believe, um, over 300 uh, podcasts in their network um, of shows. So uh, there, uh, there's, there's, there's something for everybody out there, including uh, after the snap. So if you're enjoying... Uh, the content that we're putting out, definitely check them out. I know um, when we were kind of in the early stages of discussions with Blue Wire, they were they were kind of telling us some of the other athlete podcasts that were out there. They've had Greg Olson, uh, I think a, a couple of basketball players, some maybe a, some baseball uh, content as well. But um, yeah, Greg Olson in the football world, he had you know he had been doing his podcast with Blue Wire for a while, so. Um, uh, it's it's they've got they've got a ton of content ton of a ton of options and i do just want to clarify for our listeners our podcast will still be streaming on all of your platforms as you may call it apple spotify none of that will change we are just joining with blue wire to continue growing and getting better and giving you guys better content so now we're going to jump into part two of our Day in the Life series, and we're going to cover away games this week. And for those who uh, who are just tuning in to this episode, uh, we are in part two of our three-part series of Day in the Life of an NFL Long Snapper. Last week, we covered uh, Day in the Life during training camp. Uh, so be, sh- be sure to tune in to episode five of After the Snap, and you can listen to us uh, cover our thoughts on, uh, on our days and how they are during training camp. Uh, but this week we wanted to jump into away games and the different things that, uh, that change during our week uh, when we're playing away versus at home. Uh, so Blake, why don't we kick it off with you? What are some of the things uh, that change during your week when you have an away game? How, how does your prep change? What does that kind of look like for you? Well, I think first you have to consider where you're playing and what part of the country you're playing in, what the weather will be like, what the field surface will be like. There's a lot of different things that people don't realize goes into putting on an NFL game. And one of the things that I thought about that you have to take into consideration when you walk onto a field that you don't regularly play on or you've never played on before is finding the play clocks finding the game clocks, correct? what the wind is going to be like in the stadium. And so 
there are some things throughout the week that you can prepare for, but there are also some things that you have to figure out in warmups and that you can't really prepare for because there's no, you know, way of knowing how it's going to be until you're actually there. And so what are some of those, what are some of those things that you have to figure out in warmups? The wind, where the clocks are, I guess you could look at a picture of the stadium and see where the clocks are, but you know, you have to find the clocks when you're out on the field because it's a different perspective. Yep. Uh, Just things like that. But for the most part, the weather, whether it's going to be raining or whatever, and then you kind of have to feel out the field surface once you're there because sometimes the grass might not be as deeply rooted. It could be a little slippery, things like that. That's the things that I jotted down that we have to take into consideration or that we do take into consideration. There are obviously more than that, but those are the the top of mind that seem like general uh, football considerations. What about y'all? Yeah. The, the, the number one thing on my list was the weather. Uh, and I, I think that just comes with the territory of playing here in Buffalo because uh, you get a, you get a pretty wide range you know, between really nice weather early in the season and obviously later in the season. I usually say after Halloween, uh, based on my time here the past couple years, I, I think Halloween, whenever we play that game around the end of October, is usually when the weather starts to change. So, you know, do you know who you play on Halloween this year? Yes. Uh, the, the Miami Dolphins. The, yeah, I'm glad you know our That's song. Right. Um, we'll, we'll be singing that a lot yeah, after our touchdowns this year. Yeah, we'll see. Well, not on the Halloween because it'll be in Buffalo. So uh, we will be singing it from our sideline. That's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, the weather. The weather was the one thing I had. I, I think it it, uh, it plays more of a factor once you obviously get later in the season in the cold weather it starts to take effect. But you know, earlier in the season, like uh, for instance, last year when we played you, you guys week two, you know, I was keeping track obviously because I know. September is very, you know, it's very hot in Miami that, you know, the, the showers can kind of pop up out of nowhere and they're just on the radar. Right. And you're like, okay, well, it was clear five minutes ago. And that's exactly what happened in our game week two last year. I came out after halftime and you were not there and I thought you were hurt. But no. nope, you were just changing your pants. I was changing my pants because I was soaked after that yes. first half because it just came down it literally came down out of nowhere we were i was keeping track of it all week uh the night before saturday night and all sunday morning and it was like maybe 10 to 15 percent chance i was like okay i think we're good mostly sunny great it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful kind of hot and um and it, it and it downpoured a little bit during the i think during the end of the first quarter so uh yeah i had definitely had to change the pantalones at halftime but uh, but yeah, weather. I think dur- during the week, in terms of prep during the week, uh, the weather uh, is big because if we're, I mean, there's been times in Buffalo where if we're playing an away game, and you know, if it's later in the season, like uh, for instance, the Thanksgiving game a couple years ago, we played obviously in Dallas, but it was chilly that week in Buffalo, and we were practicing outside. But I wanted to make sure I got enough work inside our indoor. Um, because I wanted to make sure my, my snaps, my footing, and everything was clean uh, in preparation to, to do it on the turf in Dallas. So uh, different things like that. You know, if, if I know we're getting rain on the weekend, 
Uh, if there's a high chance and, and it happens to rain one day uh, during practice in Buffalo, we might the team might be inside. I might try to go outside with uh, with one of our like old footballs and get some work in just to make sure my my uh, handling is right on the footballs and and so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah, that as far as prep during the week, I think that was the weather was was pretty much the biggest thing. But I mean, once once we get to the weekend, what's kind of your favorite? You know, once once we're past Friday, once we're past, once we're waking up on Saturday and you're going to Saturday morning meetings and you're and you're, you're about to board the plane, what's your favorite? What what's your favorite part of traveling, or what's the best part of traveling? I think seeing new stadiums. Couldn't agree more. Because at least for this year, we couldn't go anywhere. And I know that's like your favorite part of going to away games is, you know, going to cool restaurants or whatever the night before the game. For us, it was hotel, stadium, airport. I guess for me, it was it was probably it is probably seeing the stadiums because there are several stadiums that I've never been to been to as a player so that's probably my favorite part yeah i um like you mentioned the the kind of the saturday night piece uh is my favorite just because like you i enjoy visiting all the new stadiums uh and just and, and kind of almost i'm pretty i'm most of the way there now but uh just ticking off as many stadiums as i can yeah the the saturday night piece is 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 pretty is kind of my favorite part of of traveling for a for an away game uh mostly just because like like we mentioned seeing seeing you're you're kind of visiting new places uh but also i I just i like to you know barring last year uh i just like to try the local cuisine i mean whether we're going to case like we went to kansas city in seven in 2017 i i had never been there so i got to try some kansas city barbecue it was phenomenal baltimore we went to baltimore a couple years ago uh, I think in 18 and I got to try some really great seafood and it was, and it was, it was fantastic. So just different, you know, like new England, whenever we go to new England, I always try to go somewhere clam with chowder. some really good clam chowder. So, so yeah, I mean, it, that's, that's kind of my favorite part just cause you and I are both, we're big foodies and I, I just like to try, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo has obviously its own cuisine. I just like to try to get whatever is genuine uh, in the in the place that we're going, so uh, that's that's kind of my favorite part about traveling. But uh, on the flip side, do you have anything that you don't like about away games, or maybe that you that you uh, don't look forward to? I guess the only thing that I would say is not as fun or makes away games not as great would be like changing time zones and having to deal with that or getting back late, like early, early in the morning after games. But it's, I mean, that's, that's somewhat nominal. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, I swear you would think that we weren't brothers because we have the same answers to everything. My, that was you stealing my answers, but we I think, mean that we think alike. Yes. I know, I know the worst. I mean, I was going to say the worst. The I say the worst air quotes. The worst part about traveling, but yeah, it, it is the really like a prime time game. Like we had a couple of prime times on the west in the you know the Mountain Time Pacific Time uh, this past season, and just getting back pretty late 
early hours of the morning uh, is is not ideal. But on the flip side, uh, it is pretty awesome to get greeted by a ton of fans at the airport because we as players love to see that when we land. It's very, one, encouraging, and two, it kind of wakes me up, uh, if we're being honest. So I love it. Bill's Mafia always coming out strong. Uh, but yeah, that's, I don't know. If I was to be super picky, that's kind of the one thing I'd I don't like is is just getting home at you know five a.m. from a long road trip, but like you said, it's yeah. it's a very small part. Yeah, and I've seen those videos of like Josh Allen, you know, greeting the oh yeah, greeting the fans and seeing them, you know, there in the middle of thirty degree weather or below. They love it, man. Cool. They love it. Cool. They love very it. Very passionate to show up at two in the morning when y'all are coming back from a primetime game or for sure, you know, whatever it is, clinching playoffs. So I would say that is pretty cool. I did have one question. Okay. As it relates to day in the life. What's one thing that when you travel for a game, you have to bring with you or else you will be lost without it. I, and I just started bringing it. I think in the 19 season, 2019, is I started packing a my small noise machine, and We're it's a, a game cha- noise family. It's a game changer. It's a game changer We're because a- for many years at LSU and my first couple years playing here in Buffalo, I would just bring uh, like an iPad or something. Like not use my iPad, but I would use my iPad as noise as my noise machine, uh, and just kind of consolidating space a little bit. Don't really need the iPad. You know, chalk in the uh, the noise machine is a game changer. But uh, I would say that I would say that it's either that or my stretch strap. It's like a rope style. It's not a stretchy band, uh, but it's got a lot of holes in it, so I can put my feet in there, get a really good stretch on Saturday night, uh, and be ready to go for Sunday. So that's kind of that's like the one thing I think that I that I definitely don't forget. I have I have two. Two one things that I can't forget. Number one being my red sleep shirt. I have a sleep shirt that I've worn to sleep every night since I bought it like six years ago. And it is a, you know, the, you know, the life is good shirts, the, with like the stick figure guy. And it says like, it says, it literally says life is good with a little circle around it. It's one of those, but I've washed it and worn it so many times that the graphic has come off of it. And so it's literally just a red t-shirt and it's the softest shirt that you will ever find. And I cannot sleep without it. It's like my, it's like my blanket, like when I was a baby, that number one. And then number, my second one thing that I always have to have on the road with me is called bloody knuckles. And I don't think I've ever told you about this before. What on it is earth? a yes, and hear me out. Our center last year, Ted Karras, came from New England uh, and is now back with New England. But he, in the snapping realm, the ball snapping realm, told me that I have to buy this. It's like a cream that you put on your hands, and it's like a. It's like Vaseline slash like hand lotion on steroids. And it is amazing. It's amazing. And so like 
for like in cold games or sometimes like my hands will get beat up or like cut up or whatever. It'll get, it'll get caught on shoulder pads or somebody's helmet or something. And I'll, you know, I'll get, my hands will get beat up and that stuff I swear to you is like magic. And so I always bring it with me on the road to use the night before and then the morning before the game. So, uh, bloody knuckles, you, you can buy it. This is not an ad. You can buy it at target. Uh, that's where I found it. And it comes in like a little um, sphere thing like you would find hair gel in. So, Interesting. Um, I want to check that yeah. out. Yeah. So I've, I'm, I am actually surprised that we've never discussed this because I, I wholeheartedly believe in it. So You're hiding, you your, hide, you're hiding your secrets from me. Well, I was fortunate that Ted shared it with me because it really is a game changer. And his hands used to be disgusting. Like disgust, like like bloody, literally bloody knuckles. He would come to me in warm ups before, like when we kick our field goals before the game, we hit like a PAT and then we go in for the last like coach's speech before the game. And so we would hit this extra point and he would run up to me after they've hit a couple, after they've done a couple of offensive plays and his hands would already be bloody. And we're like, we're like in warmups, like hitting our own guys and his hands That's are already wild. like beat up and disgusting and like bleeding all over him. So, yeah. So if anybody knows how to take care of bloody hands, it's him. Short snaps. Stiff snap, stiff snap, stiff snap. All the news that's fit to kick. On this week's short snaps, we have some LSU related news for our LSU fan base listeners or really any listeners that like college slash NFL. This week, Tyron Matthew pledged a million dollar donation to LSU if Derek Stingley won the Thorpe or the Heisman Trophy. And I think what's the that Thorpe that, Award? That is for the best defensive back in college football, ah. which Derek Stingley should have won the last two years already. Interesting. I was gonna say but, he's he's uh He's been top five, I think, the last couple years. Yeah. He's legit. I got to give – first of all, I got to give Tyron Matthew a lot of credit because he has already donated a lot of money, millions of dollars to LSU when he could have very easily been angry at LSU for the way that his time there ended. But he has been nothing but classy – towards LSU since leaving there. Definitely. What is, what is the, uh, I mean, you, you, I haven't been there in a long time just because of COVID, but uh, when, when they redid the, uh, the training facility, what did they rename after him? The, the players lounge, lounge, the players lounge. He did, it's the Tyron Matthew players lounge and it is state of the art. Yeah, there that's great. Are, there are video games, obviously. There's ping pong. There's like a whole movie theater room. There's like this racing simulator. It, the thing is sweet. There's like a vending machine full of all kinds of cool drinks and stuff in there. It's That's great. legit. And so for him to already have donated the money for that, plus what he will probably end up donating 
because of Derek Stingley. Got to give him props. Definitely. If you were the okay, so let's play. Let's play a little game here. If you were AD for a day, if you were LSU athletic director for twenty four hours, and Tyron Matthew, Derek Stingley, you know he he wins the Thorpe, wins the Heisman, and Tyron Matthew hands hands in his check for one million dollars. What are you spending it on? This is not my idea, but I'm going to steal it because it is a great idea. LSU Barstool posted this on their account, and I think that they are onto something. They said that LSU should install a water slide because why not? Clemson's got an actual slide, like not a water slide. So why not just are you talking go about like at the rec center? No, I'm talking about in the facility. Clemson what? literally has a metal slide in their facility. College football is the business of recruiting athletes, plain and simple. And Clemson has a regular slide, a dry slide. So why not go completely overboard and get a water slide? Clemson literally has, I believe it's in the lobby of their facility. Clemson has a metal slide running from the second floor down to the front, like, entranceway of their building. So why not put a water slide in the facility somewhere? What do you think they should put in? I mean, you have to put it, you'd have to put the water slide, like... (sighs) Like with the hot tubs, right? I mean, or the or the yeah. pool area. I mean, you can't you can't just have a, a water slide. You can't just like get wet and then like yeah. walk to dinner. Like, how does that get work? <laughs> like what? Like you just slide down. Like you just slide down the slide. Like oh, I'm gonna go slide down the water slide and then go get some chicken tendies. Like, <laughs> what's the you got? There's gotta be a point. Like the dry slide, I understand. Right, yeah, like so I get that like because it's like okay, you get area. from point A to point B, but if you throw water in there, then it becomes like a like an activity. Yeah, you just slide down the water slide with your backpack on on your way to class. Okay, Let's, well, yes, well, that's it's going to go into a pool, dude. Well, you didn't say it. You're talking about like was- Clemson's got them like in their you know in the front <laughs> office, like they're yeah, take the. <laughs> do use the dry slide to get the class on time, but like, man, alive. Some chicken tendies, put the water huh? sl- Yeah, chicken tendies. Hey, can- you know, raising canes. Trying to get raising canes to come to Buffalo. But Ooh, that's a different story. That's a story Miami. for another day. Story for Dude, another yours day. yours is closer than mine. Uh, yeah, we're a couple hours away, but gosh, I wish I could make that drive. The closest um, one for me is in Clemson, literally. Oof. Hate to see it. They have, a, um, they have a slide. They have a slide there. I think what I would put in is I would probably put. Well, I don't know if I. I, I would. I don't know if I would. It would be installing something. I think it would be more. It would be more of updating some of the in stadium stuff. Uh, just from my memory, a lot of the like in the family section and stuff, the the concession stands, that kind of that area of the stadium, kind of all the way around needs a little bit of a facelift. Um, so that's kind of, that's the first thing I thought of is uh, 
improving fan experience. So I know they put in like the the beer garden thing a couple years ago, like like two years ago. Um, so I think it would be it would be pretty nice if they upgraded the concession areas, um, at least on the home side, uh, and maybe gave some people some more choices instead of Tiger Burger and hot dog. So good to know that you were thinking functionally as opposed to water slides. Because well, yours would be functional if, if it. You if know, I if I have a water slide to just if it dumped if me into dollars, the hot tub, that's functional. If I have a million dollars of Tyron Matthews money, I'm gonna get a water slide. Like I hear you, you gotta, you I hear gotta you. get something. You gotta get something like gaudy and crazy to get the recruits in the door. Yeah, well, that's called a new facility, and they just put it in. So. I think it's time to drink some beer. Lord, beer me strength. Bros and Brews Beer Reviews. We have returned with our brews. You ready for a crack, brethren? Go for it. Three, two, one. That was crisp. <laughs> that was maybe your best. Wow. That was prime. That was prime. That was... What do you? What do you, almost, what do you? That was almost like a, some sort of sound effect that you would find online. But yeah, I didn't even have to make producer Chris find that because I we just should did it sell that sound as an NFT. Ooh, business idea. Well, what do you? What do you got on tap tonight? We are working on the Biscayne Bay. Another one from Biscayne Bay. Shout out to my guys okay. at the brewery. This is the Marlins Lager. As I as I spoke on before, Biscayne Bay Brewing Company is the official craft beer of the Miami Marlins. And as a result, they now sell the Marlins Lager. It's a traditional, easy-drinking German-style lager with crisp flavor and a golden hue. Very it's crisp, sick. very fresh. It's good. It's um. This is it, it. It really is the perfect like baseball watching beer, baseball enjoying with maybe a hot dog. As the guys or, at first line like to say, it's very crushable. I I would prefer it on tap, but that's just me being picky. Fair enough. And. And as far as a snaposity score, I would give it a 7.5. I'd give it a 7.5 and I'll tell you why. I am a I'm an IPA guy through and through. I am I prefer the bitter hoppy flavor of an IPA. And so for me, that's that is my preference and those are the types of beers that I will stand by. However, this one is very solid. So, I do recommend it for if you are sitting outside watching baseball in the summer or if you just want a nice light crisp refreshing beer. I hear you. What do you bring into the brewery tonight? I've got uh the Loner Mild Ale from Brothers Craft Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. On the description, 
It says it is a mild ale that speaks to the confident spirit of rugged individualism. It says it has a chocolate base with suggestions of raisin and cherry. Suggestions. So I'm not, not I'm usually not, not no suggestions. 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 Um, wow. So I hope that I take their suggestions. It does have, I know the listeners cannot see it. I recommend you look it up. It does have a very cool design, Ooh. very nice bottle logo. Um, so very cool. I'm going to give it a sip here. Chocolate is not the first thing I, can, I think of when I when I look at that bottle. But no, I can smell I can the I can smell the chocolate. It's very uh, it's very strong. Wow, that is that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I I think that I tasted the raisin. I think I tasted raisin. I think I'm pretty sure I tasted raisin. And that God, man, that is such a wild flavor to put in a beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like well, it's it's a, a, it, well, raisin it's, beer. Yeah, well, you think you know a dark chocolate, like a chocolate beer, um, cocoa, any kind of cocoa, chocolate, coffee is like a dark, like a stout. It's going to be stronger, right? This is four point one percent. So a, I was expecting it to be a little heavier, uh, but it's not. It's not that bad. So I'm going to take another sip. You definitely get the raisin. Uh, not huge on the chocolate, uh, but the raisin the, and the cherry. The other suggestion, cherry. cherry. Okay. Yeah, cherry. Suggesting cherry. So, wow. um, I I don't know. I I like it. I don't love it. Um, it's pretty good. It was sent to me, so I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, Brothers Craft Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, I'd love to see what else they have on tap. But excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a snapocity score of probably like a 6.2, uh, maybe six. Let's go, let's lock it in at a solid six, one, six, one for the loner mild ale out of, uh, brothers craft brewing. So, uh, it's pretty strong, pretty strong, not strong ABV, but strong flavor. So moving on to the mailbag, uh, here as we sip a little bit. Uh, we got a bunch of great questions from our listeners. Uh, you ready for the first one? Shout out to our listeners for providing great questions. Yes, let's do it. All right. The first one is uh, from Instagram. Uh, Sarah Murray asks, since there is only one long snapper on each team, what happens if you uh, get injured and have you been injured? For the most part, when players are injured – when long snappers are injured, they will just sign somebody for the next week. Usually you have somebody that can get you out of a game as a backup, but you'll usually just sign somebody as a free agent to get you to the next game. Um, now through COVID, it was a little bit different and a lot of teams held an extra long snapper on the practice squad because you didn't know if at some point your long snapper might go down with COVID. So that's usually how it works. Obviously each team is different, but that's pretty general across the league. Do yeah. I would say, I mean, we, <clears throat> yeah, we, 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 you know, every year there's a handful of guys that I usually try to uh, work with a little bit just uh, as kind of the emergency backup. Uh, usually it's, a, you know, a, a one or two, maybe, you know, two to three guys that, 
uh, you know we're going to make the team, whether it's a lineman, lineman or a tight end, uh, and just kind of make sure that they can, like you said, if I, if you know, if, knock on wood, if I somehow get hurt during the game, uh, could they get us out of the game? Uh, field goal punts, you know, whatever it may be. So, uh, yeah, that to answer uh, to answer Sarah's question, um, what happens if uh, if a snapper gets injured? Usually, teams have. Uh, one guy in mind that is the emergency snapper uh, that they feel like they could that that guy could get them at least out of the game until they can uh, potentially sign a replacement if needed for the next week the next week's game. Red Ned Red Nedzda nineteen eighty eight on Instagram asks Fury Wilder number three who wins and I'll just start this off. Uh, I remember last year. Uh, is that was last year? Do you remember watching that last year? I do. It was right with before Tyson COVID. Fury, right before COVID. Okay, that's what I thought. It was like in February, maybe. Yes. Okay. Was that number two? Was that the rematch? Yes. Okay, that producer Chris rematch. is telling me that was the rematch. Yes. So I don't yes. remember the first one. So I'm assuming. Wilder won the first one and then Fury, because I think Fury won the second one and then that's yes. why Wilder wanted the number three because he wanted to get you know I guess he wanted to get the Tyson rubber Fury, match Tyson Fury I definitely lo- won the second one because we definitely. watched that and that was I when remember. he that was when he wore when Deontay Wilder wore that like Full oh, Darth that, yeah, yeah. the jewel, suit, the and they jeweled said, suit. Yeah, yeah, they said that he was. They said, that "Oh, he yeah, was he got worn out walking to the stage." That's <laughs> right. I remember that. I remember that. Okay, so you're jogging my memory now. Um, so since then, I, I mean, well, maybe like a month ago, since this talk kind of started heating up again, uh, I had, I, I remembered how how much I love Tyson Fury, uh, but Wilder is a dude. So I'm a, I'm probably going to have to go with Tyson Fury just because I think he's uh, a boss. And, man, alive, I would not want to cross paths with him on the wrong day. Uh, so I'll probably go I'll probably go Fury here. What do you think? I'm going to go with Fury as well just because I like the fact that he is like a world-class boxer while also having like man flab. I just I think that's hilarious. That definitely plays and, into my into my opinion incredible. as well. Like he he just looks like like a dad bod and it's it's awesome. I I'm all for it. However, I have just I have seen that Tyson Fury's younger brother wants to fight Deontay Wilder's younger brother on the undercard. And I think that that okay. would be really really cool. Yes. Okay, get after it, young. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So, all right. Last one. B Cleary 07 on Instagram asks, what are some things I should focus on in my freshman year as a college football player? You have um, one, maybe one thought for, uh, for our man B Cleary. I do. I have actually two thoughts. Uh, One is on the field. One is off the field because off the field Go is arguably it. the most important thing about your freshman year is getting right academically and starting off on the right foot because if you don't, then you're going to dig yourself a deep hole 
if you're focusing Playing so much on up. football that you right that you let academics slip. So I would say time management is huge for off the field, making sure you're in your books, making sure you're providing yourself enough time for studying and um, just focusing on the right things. Because when you're a college football player, specifically freshmen, it, things can become very distracting very easily. That's number one. On the field, I would say keep your mouth shut and learn as much as you can because as much as everyone likes to think that they have all the answers, they don't. We don't. Athletes don't. So just learn, learn, learn. Soak up as much as you can from the upperclassmen as well as your coaches. Yeah, I agree. I think the first thing that came to my mind was the time management aspect of it Uh, just because – Speaking from experience, when you are going off and you're finally living by yourself, it, it, it can be easy to get um, to get pulled in a lot of different directions. There's a lot of things you want to do, a lot of things that uh, football is asking from you, uh, school is asking from you, friends that you that you meet. There, you know, you want to hang out with your friends when you're bored, when you know, when you're done with school, done with football. At the end of the day, there's gonna be you're gonna be getting pulled in a lot of different directions. So I think learning right off the bat, uh, good time management skills, you know, get papers, get projects, get homework, get that stuff done ahead of time because procrastination and waiting until the last minute provides a ton of stress, especially when you are early in your college years. So like Blake said, you know, it kind of goes to what Blake said as well, getting ahead academically and getting started on the right foot uh, as you start your college journey I think is is definitely one of the most important things uh, to to setting yourself up for for future success. Well, that wraps up this week's rendition of After the Snap podcast. Thank you for everyone who took the time to listen to us talk about everything that we love to talk about. You can find us on social media at After the Snap Pod. Also follow Blue Wire Podcasting Network uh, to find us there. We're so happy that you guys chose to listen to us. See you guys next week. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.